we are live. We are at Turtleback Golf Course. We are in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Thanks to our fine affiliate up here in Rice Lake and the uh, the Packers, the former Packers, the former Vikings, Brewers, whatever celeb happens to be uh, floating around, they're going to be here tomorrow uh, for the Turtleback Golf Course uh, Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Classic. And uh, we can't say thanks enough to Tom Kozer and the crew for inviting us up here. We're going to be uh, here today, here tomorrow. Then we are traveling to Road America. We're on Friday. We're going to be bringing you the, uh, the broadcast live as well from uh, Victory Lane. Looking forward to that. And one of the drivers for uh, A.J. Foyt Racing joining us now, Santino Ferrucci uh, on the line. Santino, how you doing? Bill, thanks. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. How are you guys okay. doing today? Uh, we're doing good. The first question is, you were in GQ. They talked about carding and all that kind of stuff, and you're a prodigy. I want to know, on Friday night, it's dark, nothing's going on. Are you creeping over the hill down to the motoplex and grabbing those uh, golf cart or those uh, little carts uh, and flying around with the other guys racing each other, going back to the old days? Uh, I, You know what? I grew up racing on that go-kart track inside Road America. And I've actually got some pretty, uh, pretty good records there. I have quite a few wins on that go-kart track. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind. That would be great. I want to see that. Middle of the night, I'm riding around on my bike or golf cart, and all of a sudden there you guys are, you know, going fender to fender down. That would be cool. So, first of all, let's, uh, let's talk about your season thus far and uh, how you guys are doing overall. Yeah. I mean, overall, it's got a lot of ups and downs. I mean, we're trying to figure out our uh, road and street course program. Uh, we had a good test with our rookie uh, at Road America the other week. But, uh, you know, so far over program's been phenomenal. We had a great Indy 500 run, almost winning the race in the third. So, man, just, just can't complain with that. And uh, just excited to focus on the rest of the season and see what we can do. Talk to me about Indy. And, uh, you know, obviously you came in third, but just to be able to be there near the leaders at the end and to feel that energy. To, I mean, you know, you can talk about a lot of different races, and winning races are great, but there's just something different and special about Indy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we were we were up front the entire month. It was impressive. Every day we were inside the top ten or top five, um, qualifying fours. We, ran, we were one of the only cars to run in the top five all day long. Um, it was just, honestly, when you're, when you're that competitive there, um, and you don't win, it's a bit bittersweet. But, um, you know, it, it's such a spectacular event, and especially driving for A.J. Foyt in the 14 car uh, in a red, white, and blue Homestead Troops uh, livery it was just unreal. It was such an extreme, uh, extremely uh, uh, grateful experience to have. It is. It's tough to gate. I mean, first of all, Indy's got a new uh, new surface to it, much like Road America does, and it's tough to gauge in Indy. It, it was kind of a weird weather year. You get a little bit cold, you get a little bit rainy, then it gets hot. The day was perfect when you guys ran. How tough is it to dial a car in when there's so many different weather conditions when you're running and practicing out there all throughout that month, and, and spe uh, specifically Carburation Week leading up to. Yeah, I mean, the downforce that we ran on Friday was drastically different to what we raced. I mean, we're trying to predict the weather, and we're making adjustments, last-minute downforce adjustments on the car, on the on the grid, on Sunday. So, I mean, you, you see people scrambling a little bit, and, you know, we, we just happened to get it right. Um, we're very confident, very comfortable in what we were doing. But, yeah, man, just throughout the, the month, the first day of practice rained out on Tuesday the week before, and... Honestly, I was really happy to see that. We we really didn't need the extra day of practice. We needed a little bit more time to work on the car. And, you know, I think that's really what uh, 
catapulted us to be as competitive as we were. So you go from a massive complex like the Indy 500, now you come to an undulating road course in Road America, something that you're familiar with. Talk about, first of all, how do drivers like Road America? I think it's a favorite among drivers um, just because it's an old school style racetrack, you know, it really pays to, uh, to have those, uh, big, big cojones, if you know what I mean, for the yeah. uh, carousel corner and got so much high speed with no room for forgiveness. I mean, it's, um, it's a fantastic layout. The racing's always good. It's a three stop race for us at the minimum. So strategy's huge there. Um, and you know, it's just, uh, we just love it because of the fans. I mean, also you can't put the cheese curds in the, in the, uh, infield. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you, when you talk about the carousel, by the way, the carousel has a beach down there now. Did you know that? Have you, have you been there and seen that? They actually built a beach with palm trees so people can lay out and watch racing. Did you see that yet? I did not see that, but I'm going yeah. to check that out when I get up there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be happening. So uh, coming down from the straightaway down in turn four, and then hitting hard in turn five, and then making that hard left to go back up the hill, uh, that that's one of to me that's probably one of the more dangerous areas on the track, short of Canada Corner in twelve. What is it for you? What what do you like about the track that you say this is where I can actually make some moves? I mean, Canada Corner is always a fan favorite for us. I mean, probably one of my favorite corners is. The, the coming down through four, five, six. Um, I just really like that, that flow, especially coming up over the hill uh, for the blind five and mm-hmm. the flat six because it's so satisfying when you get everything right because it's such a hard corner to be so consistent at. And then the carousel and qualifying. I mean, you know you have a good race car. You can take it flat in the empty car. And taking the carousel flat is just uh, – yeah, it's definitely a little nuts. Yeah, you don't get. You're right. I, I between the kettle bottoms and, and just flying through there, or just coming straight up the hill to the start finish line, uh, where you probably hit your top speeds. What is the top speed when you get uh, really going? Now, have you you haven't have you run on this track yet? You said uh, with the new surface. I haven't run here with the new surface. I've run here. Uh, the last time I've actually raced in Road America was 2020, um, and I had two six place finishes. So. It wasn't a bad year um, for me then, uh, but the new surface, the track is like four seconds faster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what they were saying. It's faster. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I'm excited to see what we can do, especially on the alternate tire for uh, for Firestone. You know, it's eh, I mean, dude, it's gonna be quick. This gonna be the fastest it's ever been. You know, I think when the track has that much grip too, we'll be able to follow really close. So hopefully there is a lot of action. Okay, I got to ask you one thing before I let you go as well. So do you guys get a chance to get out? Like I know some of the NASCAR drivers uh, a couple of years ago, they were kind of out and about somewhat incognito, and they're driving around with all the camping and such that goes on on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday leading into race day, and you get a chance to see, you know, some of the fans that may have your favorite number or something to that effect. And maybe, like you said, you go out, maybe you get a broad, cheese curds, maybe you get get a beverage or two. Do you get a chance to go out and mix and mingle a little bit when you're there? So I always love to go to Seepkin's Lounge or Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough. So I go – actually, I'll go into uh, Elkhart and go hang out there because it's an old racer hangout. And to right. see all the memorabilia and stuff in town is just really cool for me. I mean, there's always an event going on too on Saturday night with a bunch of cool cars uh, there. So that's normally where I head if I, if I have some free time, especially after the races. Uh, you know, it's just 
fun. It's just a completely different environment. It really, um, you know, it really makes it feel like you're, you throw it back to like the eighties and nineties. Well, Santino, we uh, do nothing but wish you the best of luck and uh, maybe you get a little mojo off the show and then you come back on after the victory, but we appreciate it. Stay safe. And then we will see you at road America coming up a couple of days. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on bill. Absolutely. There you go, Santino Ferrucci, IndyCar driver, AJ Foyt Racing, at Santino Ferrucci over on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he grew up on that, that car track at the Motoplex down there. So if, you, uh, if you're if you going to be up at Road America this weekend and uh, you, you want to see what it is I'm talking about, uh, check that out. Because I, 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 I tell you what, whether you're a big kid or a little kid, the Motoplex is awesome. It's just so much fun. And it's uh, down there near the carousel. And uh, just before you get into the bends uh, by Kink, by Turn 11 and the Kinks, but uh, just an awesome, awesome place down there. And I can't wait to get to Road America. Looking forward to it. But we are broadcasting live at the Turtleback Golf Course. We are in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. We still got some more festivities going on here. You're going to get a bunch of the uh, former Packers and Vikings and Brewers and voices and such uh, that are going to be here tomorrow on the program. Today, might have somebody slide by. Not quite sure, but maybe it could happen. So uh, we will see. I know our buddy Mike Clemens is going to join us towards the end of the pro- program today. Today is the final actual practice day for the Packers. As tomorrow, uh, part of their mandatory minicamp, they are taking off tomorrow and they're going to go do their, quote, team building uh, exercise or activity or whatever that happens to be. But they're going to do that tomorrow. And so uh, there will not be a practice tomorrow. So today's kind of it for this team to put the helmets on and get out and run around. I think today they're actually going to be outside versus inside because yesterday they had the inclement weather that was rolling through Green Bay. So I know they were inside. But uh, Mike is going to join us coming up in the latter portion of the program. At the bottom of the hour, coming up here in about 18 minutes from now, uh, we are going to hear from Matt LaFleur as he addressed the media today. One more time, so we're going to hear from him coming up in a little bit. So uh, that's also going to air, so stay tuned for that. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Old Faithful, Paul Kaufman, former Green Bay Packer, is uh, supposed to make an appearance at the golf court uh, course today. He texted me a little while ago and said he's probably going to be out, so if he gets here in time, uh, he's going to swing by the table and say hello. So we'll talk to Paul coming up a little bit later on as well. This hour, locally, here in our Rice Lake community and our friends, uh, friends here in Rice Lake, this uh, hour sponsored locally by our friends at Todd's Ready Mix. I've been doing their commercials for a while now. Todd's Ready Mix here in uh, Rice Lake. For all your landscaping, driveway, and ready mix needs, see my friends over there at Todd's Ready Mix. And uh, when I get out of here, if I get out of here in time, I might take the cruiser and the RV and head over to Todd's Ready Mix and say hello and wave if I can. If I can't, then maybe I'll see the guys out here. Uh, over at uh, Tom's Place later tonight or maybe even tomorrow. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout again, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is uh, from Mark. Mark said uh, that uh, great interview. Uh, you forgot to ask him if he was going to sign a long-term deal with A.J. Foyt Racing. I did. That was our buddy Steve, ESPN Steve, who asked that question. I apologize. Completely got away from me. I didn't do my job. I didn't do it thoroughly. I apologize. Effed it up. Had one thing to do, and that was it, and I effed it up. One thing. My bad. 
Uh, Hugo says, uh, I love the motorsports talk. Have you talked about the ASA races going on at the Milwaukee Mile? Big weekend for racing in the state of Wisconsin. We did mention it earlier. Uh, yeah, this Father's Day weekend, you've got your choice. You want to go see IndyCar at Road America, you can do that. If you want to go see the ASA races, the Milwaukee Mile is going to be roaring again. They're bringing uh, the NASCAR Truck Series to uh, the uh, Milwaukee Mile this year. So that's exciting news. So, And then don't forget the Xfinity Series coming back to Road America again this year towards the end of July. So that's going to be going on. And it is my understanding that uh, while it was originally supposed to be a two-year deal, speaking of racing, uh, for uh, NASCAR to run through the streets of Chicago, that it's going to be just a one-year thing. So uh, if that's true, knock on wood, cross your fingers, that NASCAR says this Chicago experience absolutely positively sucked. The city of Chicago is a toilet and a war zone, and we're going to go back to Road America. So we're all kind of holding our breath for after the race in July that NASCAR will make some type of an announcement and say they're coming back to Road America. Just let's hope because that's it's, – it's a shame that they're not there. It was a, a it was a, a great race, and the ticket sales were through the roof. Camping was through the roof. Uh, everything in that area was was sold out. It, it, unlike what they're doing in Chicago, where ticket sales they could care less. It's a made for TV event, not made for spectator event. Uh, but they keep talking about other tracks that aren't drawing fans, and whether or not they deserve to keep races. And my my thought the entire time is, wait a minute. You had hundreds of thousands that were packing in to Road America as opposed to some of these tracks that are fifty and 60,000 that they are not selling half of them. Why would you not go back to Road America? And it's a road course that's just beautiful. So uh, craziness, craziness. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. Don't forget, uh, we're going to have Matt LaFleur coming up at the bottom of the hour. You're going to hear from him and some of the comments a little bit earlier today. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live again here at Turtleback Golf Course. We are in beautiful Rice Lake, Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Love it up here. Love it. This time of year, every year, awesome. Great to be a part of the uh, Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing as well. So a lot of fun. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. Corey and the gang do a great job, but they are they're trying to get the word out. If you have a wedding coming up and you're looking for a very stoic, very eclectic, very old, uh, traditional building, this beautiful old church that's been converted into this stage and into this theater atmosphere, you can get it for that. You can have it for meeting spaces. They have dance halls upstairs. They have a good old-fashioned Irish pub in the back. Whatever it is you're looking for, the ICHC.net's the way to go, and they have concerts specifically in the holiday seasons. So check them out, 414-345-8800 if you're looking for space and if you're looking for a rental, 414-345-8800, or, or – just go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net and see for yourself. That's the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. 
even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. program we are broadcasting live we're at turtleback golf course we're in rice lake wisconsin and this portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at lux golf bays in franklin wisconsin the rock complex uh the umbrella bar is open uh, the uh, the franklin fields uh, are open and the milkmen are playing uh, baseball down there so uh, plenty to do in that giant complex that continues to grow in the middle of Franklin, Wisconsin, and uh, Lux Golf Bays, 50-plus golf bays that have food service, they have televisions, they have bar service, and uh, you can go down there and get your game on, get your swing on, whether it's just yourself or a group of people, friends, corporate outing, whatever it happens to be, Lux Golf Bays, located in Franklin, Wisconsin. Go to Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That is LuxGolfBays.com. Uh, Mike says, I wish there was a race on Father's Day. I wanted to sit and watch a race already brought, bought some Point Amber Lager. Um, well, he said NASCAR, that is. Oh, yeah. The uh, Well, by the way, buying the Point Amber Lager, we are going to indulge in that a week from today. A week from today, the uh, broadcast is going to come to you live from uh, Point Brewing in Stevens Point. That's where we're going to be, as a matter of fact. Scott says, hit the nail on the head. Chicago Street Race made for TV. Several racing sites and pages have said Chicago Street Race was pretty much forced on NASCAR by NBC and wasn't NASCAR's idea. Absolutely. From day one, it was a Na- it was an NBC thing. And what happened was, remember last year the, uh, the Netflix series came out about Formula One. And it was all the behind-the-scenes stuff, the drivers, the fighting, Watching, you know, the you know the the good stories about the drivers. There was just a lot of stuff, right? And it it became kind of a hit, not just locally in the in the states, but internationally. It, it became a hit, and F one racing, Formula One racing, blew up. The ratings blew up, and it just became it, right? I mean, IndyCar racing years and years and years ago was it, and then NASCAR. With the good old boy network going back to the days of Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. And, and you know, you look at all the big-name drivers, uh, the Dale Jarrett's and company, back when they were racing and fighting and all that kind of stuff, that was, that was just awesome. And it was at, at its peak. And then really, late 80s, early 90s, NASCAR just overtook everything. IndyCar split. And remember, they went to Champ Car or Kart. And uh, they ended up splitting. So IndyCar, some of the stars stayed with IndyCar. Other car, other stars left for, for Champ Car. So there was the split, and NASCAR became the most popular. And that was at its height. And, again, you had Dale Earnhardt uh, Sr. and Jr. And, you know, Kyle Petty. And, and, you know, that was, you know, the onslaught of Jeff Gordon. And when he was at his height. And, I mean, you know, and NASCAR was huge. Tony Stewart. 
was another big name and a, and a fighter and a grinder at the time. And it was huge. And then NASCAR slowly began to die off as a lot of the favorites began to retire. IndyCar, uh, Champ Car dissolved. IndyCar kind of came back together and started to find itself again. But it really, there wasn't anything dominating. And then all of a sudden last year, uh, Formula One, they really started to you kind of take to the forefront of social media and streaming channels. And they went with a Netflix series and it showed you all the behind the scenes stuff and they took off. And all of a sudden IndyCar thought oh, we're going to be left in the dust. People, people, uh, their attention is because IndyCar now has a series of their own. I, I think it's on vice or something like that, but IndyCar has a series similar to that now where they're doing some stuff. Uh, on the, the cable networks and on Vice Streaming. I think it's Vice. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, uh, Terry Labonte, all those guys when it came to NASCAR. But IndyCar started this last year and started also doing some things, but they realized that they need to keep up. So they've got their street races. They just came from Detroit uh, and such. But NASCAR, with all the retirements, the changes – they just haven't been the same for years and years and years. And they're trying now to kind of grab some of that street racing celebrity, so to speak. And that's when NBC said, hey, look, the ratings are down. Uh, Road America is a nice place. You know, okay, who cares? We're going to take it to the streets of Chicago. And Mayor Lightfoot said, let's do it. Uh, NASCAR didn't really want to do it, but because of the television rights, they had to. NBC's paying for it, basically, and they're trying to get ratings out of the second, third largest media market in the country to show that there's something there. And it has been a train wreck pretty much from the beginning to try to figure out the course, to shut down the streets. The people downtown absolutely hate it. They don't want it. They think it's garbage. The city's paying for a lot of infrastructure and in all of this, and they've got their own problems downtown right now. There are security fears and problems in that area down there. It's just it's an absolute nightmare, and it's <laughs> Ronald wants to know, is there any chance of a race car being carjacked <laughs> during the race in Chicago? Uh, right? Uh, so anyway, it just – it's I, I get it. It's it's probably going to be a one-off. I was told most likely it's going to be a one-off, and then they'll probably come back to, to hopefully to Road America. Uh, Rick says too many boring tracks, too many commercials, and all of the stage racing and playoff sucks. Yeah, the stage racing it, it's it's not racing. It's like you get I, I get it. You get points for what happened to just getting points for having a lead, getting points for running second, getting points for running third. You know, how many laps you lead, all that kind of stuff. You you garner points throughout the season. You may not win the race, but if you're leading enough races, you're in there as well. You're recognized as one of the better drivers. It The stage stuff, I don't know. Just kind of stupid, for lack of a better term, in my book, anyway. I don't even get it all. I, I don't even pay close enough attention to completely understand it, but when I watch it and they go, okay, the first stage is over, it's like that. you talk about anticlimactic. It's like having sex with a pillow. Who cares? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so.
and give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, this is from Jacob. Jacob says, uh, the Green Bay Packers not practicing tomorrow, question mark. Are you kidding me? They need all the practice they can get. No. Tomorrow they're going to do a team-building exercise, whether that's paintball or bowling or, you know, taking a hike together or rock climbing. Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. But Matt LaFleur is going to uh, going to take them somewhere to a disclosed, undisclosed location, and and uh, they're, they're going to go have fun. There is something to be said. Look, there is something to be said for team building. Every company does it. Every corporation does it. And if you don't, you're 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 not doing yourself a you know a proper so to speak. There is something to be said to get people outside of their element, to put them on teams that they never normally would be paired up with, to work with other individuals, to get to know other people, to you know whether it's veteran that's been there for ten years or it's a rookie that's just walking through the door, you know to be able to understand, you know uh, how to have fun, who can take ribbing, who can't who's serious, who's not, all that stuff. You figure each other out that way, you know, and then you're able to build upon that throughout the season. There's something to be said for that. Just about every team does it. Um, they do a team building uh, – they do a team building day every year, uh, That uh, says Ronald. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Now, whether they do it, you know, uh, during training camp or whether they do it during a mini camp or what have you, eh, you know, but just about every team does it. Completely agree with you. So, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Coming up here after the bottom of the hour, we are going to hear from Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, on uh, what he's got going on today and maybe a uh, wink and a nod into the team-building phase of things. Who knows? Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Land and Sea Travel and Cruise Planners. Now, Cruise Planners – they, uh, they're good people. Kirk is a, a, a good guy. And whether it's, you know, the ultimate uh, when it comes to a, uh, a cruise or a vacation overseas, what have you, or maybe it's just a weekend getaway, call them, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners Land and Cruise Vacations. You're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get up, get out, get over here, go! It's the Grand Slam Giveaway at Potawatomi. This June, play with your club card and you'll have four chances to hit big and slide into home with a share of the show-stopping $400,000 in cash and prizes. 50 winners each Thursday. Step up and knock your luck out of the park. Only at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash Grand Slam. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Turtleback Golf Course. We are in beautiful Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Kind of a hazy day today. Some say it's the smoke coming from Canada. I don't know if that's true or not, but it is a little hazy. Although I will say this, the haze is not terrible uh, because it is keeping the uh, sun down a little bit. It was supposed to be in the uh, upper 80s, mid-80s today. 
kind of humid. So I'm kind of enjoying the patio where I'm sitting. Wish I had brought a cigar outside with me. Hey, um, Matt LaFleur, I met with the media just a little bit, a little while ago. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. You going outside today, and does that mean more 11 on 11 stuff? We will be outside, but the format will be pretty similar to yesterday. Are you losing out on anything by not having live stuff? I just think where, where we are, um, you know, you always got to weigh risk-reward. Actually, I thought just a lot of the two-spot, being able to get more people reps, quite frankly, can be a little bit more beneficial at times. And just, you know, I thought we've had an outstanding off-season all in all. I think we're, like I said yesterday, we're further ahead than I feel like we've really ever been here in terms of a conditioning standpoint. Um, so I'm happy with the progress that our guys have made and don't want to do have any situations that could derail where we're at and, and get somebody um, kind of in a bad spot with 40 days before our vets report. So I think the offseason is a great opportunity for our guys to, when they do get away from here, they've got to continue to work and put that work in and work on themselves, uh, both physically and mentally, and um, just you know, that's something that we did talk about as a staff, though. Hey Matt, do you um, do anything with Jordan in this interim, or do you just say, like, get away, decompress, and then be ready to go? Or is there anything that you guys communicate with or talk about or give them any type, kind of a Just making sure everybody has a plan, and that, that's par for the course for all our players. So it's really a workout thing, not necessarily a study thing? Well, I think it's important for all these guys to – you just don't want to go dormant for – you know, 30 plus days and, and let your mind, um, you, you got to stay on top of this stuff. And certainly I, I think he does a great job. I think he's, he's shown progress almost on a daily basis. And, um, but it's going to be important and incumbent on himself to, you know, j just to show that initiative and, and stay in this playbook. Matt, a couple weeks ago, Mark Murphy said in an interview, you know, now that we're moving on to Jordan, perhaps we'll run more of, you know, Matt LaFleur's offense. And I know that you, Stan and Tom, you're always customizing your offense for, for the player. But in these dozen or so practices, have you seen Jordan get to a certain level or are you trying to, you know, move him, get him into a, a mold of the different things you might like to try this fall? I think... Uh... The off-season is certainly you have your foundational principles, I would say, but it is a good time to experiment a little bit with certain things. And, you know, quite frankly, that goes on throughout the course of the season, but in particular OTAs, training camp, to really kind of narrow down once you get into, into um, game preparation mode. Um, and then you really want to single out in terms of, how do we want to attack, and, and what do our guys do to the best of their ability? And so there's, I don't, I don't know really how to answer that, but um, there's a lot of experiment, experimentation as well as evaluation on what we're doing well. Jordan's had more workouts away from the facility with his pass catchers than, than Aaron had in the past. Did you see a carryover of that when OTAs began? And does that at all affect how you format your practices, knowing that these guys are getting together away from the facility? Yeah, I wouldn't say it, it does a lot in terms of how we format um, our practices, but I do think it's 
a vital part of it. And just in terms of just building a, a rapport, not only on the field, but a personal rapport. So how you can best communicate with each other. And uh, certainly the more reps that you get on the field, I think is always beneficial. Uh, just learning how people move and kind of getting the indicators for, from a quarterback's perspective. I think that's absolutely critical in terms of being able to anticipate and throw on time. So uh, I just think it naturally, it helps the, the more reps you get with one another. Matt, going back to what Mike had asked, is it inaccurate when people say that now they'll run more of your offense because of the I always laugh at that. I mean, to be honest with you, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but um, it's always our offense. And it's not about one person in, in this building. It's about all of us, all our players, all our coaches, and how we want to attack. Um, and I would say it's a very fluid process. Um, never want to... Sure, we got our, our core beliefs and our foundational values, but, you know, it's, it's how we do what's best for our football team. With Aaron Jones kind of being the most veteran playmaker you've got on that offensive side, I mean, is it can you or should you make him more of a focal point, at least early on? Potentially. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. So that is our job, to get our best players the ball, and I think Aaron's definitely proved himself over his – career in the National Football League that he can handle a lot of things not only in the running game but in the pass game as well and does a great job in protection and route running and has shown the ability to be a big time playmaker and um, you know what's even more impressive I would say is just how he handles himself on a daily basis he is such a great model for what you want your team to be about he, he's all that um, you know, he, he backs up anything he says with what he does. His actions are very, very powerful. I think it's a great, um, just, like I said, great role model for all these younger players of what it truly means to be a pro and just his approach and how he embraces all our players um, and tries to help them along the way. Uh, I can't say enough of great, great things about him, just the man he is, the player he is, the the son he is, the father he is, uh, he, you know, he's definitely, uh, I'll throw it out there, he's one of my favorites. A couple months back, you guys added Derek Coleman into Gray's department. I'm just wondering, somebody with his perspective and obviously unique backstory, what, what you kind of thought he's brought to football and kind of what you guys are doing here. Yeah, first of all, Derek Coleman is such an incredible story and talking about the, the first deaf offensive player to play in this league, I think, just you talk about handling adversity. That's a big part of really all of us um, in this thing, that there's going to be adversity along the way throughout, throughout the season, throughout the course of life. Um, and it's a cool, it's a really cool story uh, just for him to be able to overcome perceived weaknesses, if you will, uh, to be able to play at the highest level. Um, I had never known him before. I knew of him prior to him coming here. And um, I, d I definitely think that, you know, he's a tremendous resource for, for all of us. Um, he definitely loves the game. I think he loves our players. Um, and just, you know, up to this point, uh, he's, been, he's been a huge asset for us. Matt, I understand you.
fresh there you go, back from a torn ACL, but do you ever catch yourself peeking over at Rashawn rehabbing and getting eager about when you might get him back? Every day, every day. He is uh, another guy that I can't see enough great things about just in terms of how he approaches anything he does on a daily basis. Certainly, we, we all see the intensity at which he plays. Uh, he is a game wrecker, a guy that you know, can can significantly impact whether you're winning or losing, you know, just his ability to go out there and make plays. And um, but I, I just love his approach, his work ethic, uh, him helping out some of the younger guys. Uh, he's been very vocal. Uh, I just think he's he's made and wired the right way. And uh, we're, we're definitely lucky to have a guy like that. There you go. That's some of uh, Matt LaFleur. Let's get back to him when we come back. Some interesting stuff there, though, that I'm going to expound upon coming up the next hour. But because uh, I, I found some of his comments rather, rather eyebrow raising uh, to a certain extent. So let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get more of Matt LaFleur at the podium with the media. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Turtleback Golf Course in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. This hour locally brought to you by Todd's Ready Mix for all your landscaping, driveway, and ready mix needs. You can see my friends right now over there at Todd's Ready Mix here in Rice Lake and in the Barron County area. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Bella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. program the bill michael show we are uh, broadcasting live we're at turtleback golf course here in rice lake wisconsin tomorrow the rice lake celebrity golf outing uh, will get underway and you can have a bunch of the uh, former packers former vikings some twins some brewers all hanging out here so uh, a lot of fun it's always a terrific time tonight uh, the kind of the uh, sponsor slash celebrity party gets underway and it's always a great time with stories and fun and seeing everybody and it's kind of a reunion and then they get back at it for real tomorrow. And then after the program tomorrow, we're going to be winging our way uh, over to uh, over to uh, Road America, where we're going to uh, be bringing you the broadcast live on Friday uh, for the IndyCar Series. So a lot of stuff going on over the next couple of days. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I wanted to finish this up, and then I want to talk about it coming up in the next hour. Matt LaFleur uh, wrapping up, talking with the media before today's practice. And what can you just say about Carl Brooks and uh, Colby wouldn't and their progress since they uh, came here and what have you liked about their progress since they uh, joined the team 
Yeah, it's it's early. We we have no pads on yet, but I think both of those guys have done a, a really nice job of coming in, first of all, with, with a great attitude. Um, it doesn't take too long to figure out, and we, we got a chance to meet Carl in the pre-draft process, uh, had him in here. But uh, Colby, both those guys are just are great humans, first and foremost, and I think they've gone out there and they're, they're working really hard. I think they have some ability in terms of being able to add some interior pass rush. Um, and we'll see when we get pads on. Like I said, it's, it's really early, no pads, but ultimately we're excited about their potential. More please. When's, when's first practice in camp for people who like playing vacations? Uh, that's a great question for Jason Wallers. I, I really, I'm worried about today and tomorrow and um, I know it's what, July 25th. I believe so. They haven't put that out there yet. Okay, that, that's on him. <laughs> I'm passing the buck there. Sorry, Jason. And you know, every year, Matt, Matt, what's your message to these guys? Sorry, what, what's your message to these guys before they get out of here for a month or so? Just you know, in terms of staying on the straight and narrow. Yeah, I mean, every year there's, and, and we're we're going through some of these meetings with the league right now but every year there's examples of guys not doing the right things and I think we've got a very mature group even though we're young um, they, these guys know right from wrong and you got to handle your business and I love what coach Passaccia always says how players protect their jobs by their performance on the field and their actions off so our guys have to they have to be a pro when they're away from here we always talk about you carry that G wherever you go, and um, certainly that they've got to do that, and they've got to handle themselves the right way. They've got to make sure that they're continuing to, to put the work in. Uh, like we just told them, uh, there are no days off. You're either going to get better or you're going to get worse every single day. And so when they come back here, we need to see a better version of, of, where, of where they are right now. How about for you? players leave. Oh, I take the, the whole day off. I mean, every day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's, it, it is a good time to kind of relax, unwind, recharge the battery, um, so to speak, and spend some time with your family, certainly, because we know what's in front of us when we come back here in July. I think our, our rookies and, um, and injured players and quarterbacks are going to be here on the 21st, I believe, and then we'll start practice on the 25th with our veterans, but, um, you know, it's just, we know once we hit that point, it's go time. And, you know, you, you got to be very, very um, deliberate with, with what we do and intentional about how we practice and, and how we're trying to improve on a daily basis. So um, these 30 some odd days or whatever it is that, that we are away from here, uh, it, it's just a good chance for us to kind of unwind and be with our families. I mean, all, the, all you guys are driven, which is how you got to your position. Is it hard to say, like, on July 6th to put aside that pull to go do something football? Well, I, I think um, I know for myself, you know, I always have my iPad on me. I, I enjoy trying to read and try to think of new things that you may might want to present to the team when we come back together and um, so it's not like you're you're totally unplugging, but you are out of the building for the most part. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
So there you go. That was uh, Matt LaFleur wrapping up his uh, presser for the day today. And uh, some interesting stuff that I want to go over coming up in the next hour. I thought it was um, you and I and everybody have been sitting here talking about the offense and the Matt LaFleur offense and whether or not it was being run. Um, and, and we all just assume that it was run differently because, you know, Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. And he was kind of calling some of his own things. At least that was the perception. And he, you know, time and again said, no, it, it, it's, you know, it's Matt's offense, whatever Matt's calling, I'm running. And there were even times where things weren't working and Rodgers even kind of threw his arms out and said, hey, I'm just a quarterback type of thing. The same thing Favre did years ago. So I thought it was interesting when he said, uh, and Mike Clemens asked the question because it was Mark Murphy on this program that said that he's interested in the season to see, you know, the full version of the Matt LaFleur offense. And so um, for that to be stated and then Matt LaFleur to say, ah, I kind of laughed at that. I thought that was interesting because he said, no, we just we run our offense to, you know, kind of whoever's best suited to run it at that time and for whatever the plays are that are called, and on and on and on. But I want to get into that. We're going to talk about that. Paul Kaufman, the former tight end of the Green Bay Packers, getting ready to uh, tee off here in just a few few short minutes. So before he does and before the uh, tournament gets underway tomorrow, going to grab Paul, the former tight end of the Packers. we got a lot more to come. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We are broadcasting live. We're at Turtleback Golf Course here in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. A whole lot more coming up, and it's coming up right after this.